Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Bean. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. we got to get some more players and things, but I'm real confident that we can get it back to what is a respectable plus for the, for the state of Arkansas. And to be honest with you, that's really what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about my job. I'm not worried about, I'm worried about the damn state of Arkansas and having them proud of our football team. Hell, I'm not right now, and I know they ain't, and I get it. But... It's, I'm the only one that can change it. So we're going to work right here to get that done. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Trigger Tuesday. We'll talk about what's bothering us in the world of sports here in this hour. We'll also get into three and out and some other headlines, storylines, things we have yet to get into. But we do know, though, that as much as we've talked about college football and the Razorback football team, which I'm sure people are okay to switching up a little bit from that. Uh, we do know that Major League Baseball is getting to the nitty-gritty of uh, the World Series being upon us. And one team has punched their ticket already. And it happens to be the Texas Rangers, as uh, they're going to be making their way there. I have a lot of Razorback fans, or people here in the state of Arkansas at least, that are Rangers fans. Pretty exciting and was a great series that concluded last night against the Astros. So let's talk about that and a lot more as we go to the phone lines and welcome in our guy, Matt McLaren, friend of the show of 96.7 The Ticket down there in uh, DFW. And Matt, it's been a while. Appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon, man? Man, I am doing fantastic because you just said the magic word. The Texas Rangers are going to the World Series. <laughs> yeah, I, that's actually a perfect segue because I was going to start. How do you feel? How How is the city of Dallas and the DFW Metro feeling after not only being able to get to the World Series, but beating the Astros in order to get to the World Series? It's a pretty elating feeling for somebody like me who grew up in the DFW area and has been a Rangers fan since I was about five years old and has been through a lot with this team through the years, a lot of lean years and some good years, of course, getting real close in 2011 to win a World Series, and it didn't happen. And then here this year to be able to essentially slay the dragon, as it were, to have to go through Houston and to take game six and seven, outscoring the Astros 20-6 to six in those two games in their park to do so, it's I know me and a lot of other Rangers fans, it's really hard to describe. One, you get to go to the World Series again, but two, as you mentioned, doing it by going through easily the biggest rivals that this team has and ending their reign, so to speak, in the American League, it's an indescribable feeling. And if you're a Ranger fan, you got to be feeling this too because it is it's fantastic, and we're all very, very excited for what the next week to 10 days could hold for the Texas Rangers. What's it been like for the Rangers and the win streak that they've been on on the road? That's something that is rare, but it just shows that they're playing really good at the right time, making it to the World Series on a, you know, on a run to try to win a championship. Yeah, it's really weird, too, because they were below 500 on the road by just a game, but still 40 and 41 in the regular season. 
And this is a really streaky team throughout the course of the year, but especially in the second half where they would have these runs where they would get really hot. For instance, they won eight, then they lose eight. They won six, then they lost six. All in the second half as they were battling for the division. And then to lose the division on the final day of the season when they lost to Seattle because they couldn't score a run and Houston wins on a tiebreaker, and you look at that and you say, okay, you're not a very good road team. You have to, as you just wrapped up this road trip going to Los Angeles and then to Seattle, now you have to fly all the way across the country to open up the playoffs against Tampa. Then if you win that, oh, by the way, you're still not going home. Now you have to fly up to Baltimore to play potentially the best team in the American League. So it, it was really interesting to see that not only did they get hot and have a nice little win streak, but as you mentioned, doing it all on the road where they've now won eight consecutive road games, I think it kind of speaks as a testament to Bruce Bochy, the manager, and some of the leaders on this team and Seager, Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, to not get rattled and to really kind of take it as a day-by-day approach. But, I mean, watching these games, we all just kept expecting certain things that we had seen over the course of 162 games to kind of show itself. And so far in the playoffs, it hasn't. And as a result, they're going to the World Series. Well, Matt, I've always been curious, too, because we see in baseball, like, what was it, this year early, you had all the teams that had 100 wins regular season get bounced pretty early. Uh, sometimes it's just a crapshoot on uh, getting hot at the right time and who does it. But when it comes to the Rangers and looking at where they're at now, what was the expectation for the Rangers heading into this season, and how have they been able to be this team now that they're standing in the college and in the World Series and just four wins away from winning it all? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you think about it. Two years ago, 60 wins. Last year, 68 wins. And to be fair, I think that there was a little bit of a belief that this is a team that could maybe compete for some meaningful, meaningful baseball into September that could compete potentially for a wild card spot. Now, competing for the division, I don't know that we would have said that before the season just because the Astros have been so good. I think a lot of people thought the Mariners would be a little bit better than they were earlier in the year. But I, I my personal belief, I did pick the Rangers to make the playoffs, but I picked them as the second wild card. I, I thought that they could get to that 85-86 win range this year that could potentially get them a second wild card. They were able to get up to 90 wins. And you go back to the off season. their general manager, Chris Young, flat out said that they expected to compete for a playoff spot this year. You look at the money they've invested in some of the players that they've signed in the last few years, from Nathan Evaldi, who's been fantastic, to John Gray, who also was really good this past season, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, and then some of the moves that they've made with their youth where they hit on guys like Josh Young, the late-season call-up of an Evan Carter who has just been phenomenal. And I think when you piece all of that together, you have a really interesting team. And then, of course, going out on the offseason, potentially the biggest addition to this club, Bruce Bochy, who had been retired and hadn't managed in three years, and convincing him to come out of retirement and lead this thing, all those pieces together, you have a, a manager that knows how to win in the postseason in Bruce Bochy. You have veteran leaderships, including a guy in Corey Seager, who's a former World Series MVP. And then you've got this influx of youth who, in some cases, just don't know what they're not supposed to know. And so I think all that stuff has really come together. Then you get to the trade deadline, picking up a Max Scherzer, picking up a Jordan Montgomery who... At the trade deadline, we were all kind of like, okay, well, what do you think this guy's going to do? And all of a sudden, he's probably their second-best pitcher right now. So they've done a really good job of spending some money, making some trades, developing some youth, and convincing one of the great managers of all time to guide this thing, and you're seeing the results. What what was it that went into getting Bruce Bochy? Because as you mentioned, he's a guy that was retired, and uh, they had to reach out to him and convince him to come in and coach this team and – that's been really important to the cause and, and them making us run, but what went into being able to convince them to come in? A lot of different things, and, and hearing some of the things that Bochy has said, I mean, he was, I think, content being retired. He was coaching his grandkids' baseball teams, and you know this is kind of what retirement is. And he's told the story before where he went to a Rolling Stones concert, of all things, and saw Mick Jagger running around and dancing all over the stage in his 80s, and thought, well, maybe there is something more. And I think it just timed out perfectly to where Chris Young, the Rangers GM, they knew they needed to make a change. And it started a couple of years ago when they convinced guys like Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, hey, 
come play for this team that just won 60 games and has been one of the worst teams in baseball the last couple of seasons. And it's more than the money. We have a vision and laid out the vision of this is what we want to do. And they were able to show that to Bruce Bochy as well and, and show that the franchise is willing to spend money, that they are willing to go out and get the arms that are necessary, the bats that are necessary, that they're willing to make moves. Rangers have a loaded farm system. They're going to be making some more trades this offseason. And so I think when they laid all that out with the plan of where they wanted to be, and again, I don't know anybody who thought that this team would go to the World Series in 2023. But 2024, 2025, I think that they were able to sell the vision of it won't take that long to build this into a team that can compete for world championships. It, it just so happened that once Bochy got here and they got here a little earlier than anticipated, that it ended up being 2023. But I, I again, it goes back to the vision of Chris Young of what they believed this team could be over the handful of the next years. And Ray Davis, the owner, and his willingness to open his pocketbooks and spend some money to get some of these big-name guys to come here. Speaking with Matt McLaren of 96.7, the ticket down there in Dallas here on Out of Bounds. Now, uh, you're going, you know you're going to the World Series if you're a Rangers fan, and you're just waiting on what the final result is going to be between the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. Is there a preference that uh, maybe Rangers fans have, or what do you think would be a good matchup? Or is it like, hey, it doesn't matter, bring them on, let's go get a dub? I think at this point, it, it truly is more of a, it doesn't matter. Because the mountaintop for us is winning finally for the first time in 51 years of the Texas Rangers to finally win a World Series. But having already gone through Houston, a team that has been, as much as I hate the Astros, they've been the best franchise in baseball, regardless of the cheating scandal from 2017, even if you just look at the last five years, they're the best franchise in baseball. You know, maybe the Braves have something to say about that, but that's the reality of what we're looking at. And so it's, I think if you'd asked me that question before the league championship series started, I probably would have said Arizona, but the fact that the Diamondbacks have taken the Phillies to a game seven and one last night in Philadelphia, either one of those teams is going to be hard to knock off. And, and, and I don't know that either one is a better matchup than the other Rangers have home field advantage. It, it kind of comes down to the guys that they have with Nathan Evaldi and, and Jordan Montgomery doing what we've seen them do through the playoffs and this bullpen holding up. And if they can do that, I don't know that it matters who they play. The Rangers have been really explosive offensively, putting up a lot of runs. Did you see some of this happening throughout the season? Or is this something that just came about late, as of late? Well, if you go back to the first half, before they had some injuries, I mean, keep in mind, this is the Texas Rangers team that sent five guys to the All-Star game and had four position players that were out there you know, they had the starting catcher, the starting first baseman, the starting second second baseman, starting third baseman and shortstop, not first baseman. But you look at that, and, and then Garcia in the outfield, and the power that they had, I mean, for the first maybe month, six weeks of the season, they were putting up numbers with their run differential where you see these statistics of the last nine teams that outscored opponents like this through the first 60 games all went on to win the World Series. Well, then the Rangers fell off, and everybody goes, well, what happened? Well, Corey Seager got hurt. Jonah Heim got hurt and had to miss some time. Josh Young missed six weeks because of a problem with his hand that he had to have repaired. And so when you started to miss these guys out of the lineup, of course it wasn't going to be as potent as it was when the five All-Stars are all in there and healthy. And then if you go back, they all missed time after the All-Star break. They went almost two months without their, their the lineup that they prefer together. And then on September 18th against the Boston Red Sox, they were all healthy in the lineup for the first time in almost exactly two months. And if you go back to September 18th until now, I believe it's 25 games that they've played, if I remember correctly, and they're 18 and 7 in those games, something like that. So it it kind of has seen a reversion to what they were in the first half when they were so good because of the health and the addition of Evan Carter coming out of the minor leagues they called up on September 1st. And we heard a lot about him as one of the guys who will be the, the future, the next decade. Nobody thought he'd be ready to do what he's been doing, certainly not in the playoffs as a 21-year-old. I mean, he'll still be a rookie next year. So, Matt, is this something that's built for the future? I know you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but, uh, you know, in baseball we see a team sometimes will win a World Series and then they get gutted and, and, you know, it kind of takes a little bit for them to get back. But do you think that just what the Rangers have in place, that this is something that they can build upon this year regardless of what happens in the World Series? Yes, I definitely do. I thought this was the first year of a window of playoff contention 
similar to what we saw in the late 90s with the Yankees and recently with the Astros. We've seen the Braves, who have been perennial playoff contenders, the Dodgers. They're built like that. They're going to spend the money. Evaldi has to come back next year. They've got Max Scherzer, who's going to be back next year. Jacob DeGrom will come back from Tommy John next year. Jordan Montgomery's a free agent. I don't know if they'll be able to re-sign him. But you look at their positional players. Garcia is going to be back. Lowe, Simeon, and Seager are here for the next five-plus years. Josh Young is technically a rookie this year. As I just mentioned, Evan Carter and then some guys in the minors. I mean, I know you guys in SEC country, Wyatt Langford, the Florida kid that they drafted really high this year. There's a lot of thought that he may be your starting left fielder beginning the season next season. So they've got some other guys in the system who are high-level prospects blocked in the middle infield that don't have a spot that will probably get traded. The key is going to be, can you develop some young pitching, which has always been a problem for this franchise. But if a Jack Leiter or a Kumar Rocker, the guys, as you guys know, that pitched at Vanderbilt, Rocker's out with Tommy John right now, but if Leiter can figure some things out, they've got a couple of other guys, Brock Porter and Owen White, that are in the system that they're real high on. And if they develop a couple of those arms to go with this core of positional players that they have built, there's no reason to think that this is this is the unexpected beginning, the unexpected run to the World Series that could be, who knows? I mean, you hate to, to sit here and say, man, maybe four or five times in the next handful of years, but they're certainly going to be in the conversation, that's for sure. Were you surprised to see Max Scherzer return? Now, we know that at the time it was announced that he was dealing with a shoulder injury, that most likely he was going to miss the remainder of the season, and then it came to a point where he – was kind of back on track where they said they made a deep playoff run, which they have that he would be back, but he he seemed to return a little sooner than expected with that, with the run that they made. And also he did reveal last night that he's dealing with a bit of a thumb injury to go into the World Series. But it seems like if he got through that shoulder injury, the thumb injury, which he did say is more of a problem now, he should be fine and good to go. But were you surprised to see him come back in the time frame that he did? Yeah, We had heard rumors that if they make it to the World Series that he'd be able to return by then. And then you started to see some things that he was a little ahead of schedule and was kind of pushing it and doing some things and throwing all that type of thing. So then it kind of adjusted to, well, if they make the ALCS, there's a chance that he may play. And so when they included him on the roster for the ALCS, I think everybody was like, okay, is he going to start? Is he only going to be able to come in and give you an inning? And once he had come out, like right before they announced the roster for the ALCS, he had a bullpen session where he threw 69 pitches and apparently responded to that really well, and they thought that he'd be able to go. And I thought in his first start in the series in Game 4 that you could kind of tell that he was a little shaky and a little he's trying to figure out his slider. And I thought he was fine last night. I mean, he got him, yeah, a run in the first. They were 3-1 coming out of the first, but you knew it was going to be a short leash, and they didn't want to overextend him. But I think having two starts under his belt now, and the way that he looked yesterday, because his fastball is on point, his velocity was up on his fastball, more so than even the regular season, which was nice to see. It was about the breaking stuff and the control that he has of that. And if he can get that cut on his thumb healed, then you don't need him for game one or game two. Maybe you can throw him, and you're talking almost a week, because what is that, Monday is game three, Tuesday is... Is game two? Is game four? So it may it may be over a week if you decide that you want to throw him out there in game four. Be curious to see what they do, but I think he'll be good to go. Well, Matt, I know we just got a few minutes left with you, man, and I'm just curious of uh, with the Rangers being in the World Series, Cowboys, you know, still still doing their thing. Uh, how much of uh, the attention diverted over to the Rangers, or are people still all in on the Cowboys and feeling, uh, I guess, up and down about this season so far? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, the interesting timing of this is the bye week, of course, that just happened coincides with the ALCS. And so that allowed, you know, with what we do, we're Cowboys Central, and, and, and everybody loves talking about the Cowboys, but the fact that they were on a bye week gave us that opportunity to focus on the Rangers, and it's very Rangers-heavy right now. I mean, this is a week to ten days for a team that might win its first-ever world championship, and then you got a Cowboys team that frustrates the hell out of everybody, it, it, and they're just weird. They have that, that odd loss to the Cardinals. They get blown off the field in San Francisco. You see some of the teams that they've blown out. It kind of was a meh, grinded out, 
what are you doing type win the last time we saw him against the Chargers, and now you got the Rams. And I don't know how many people, okay, you beat the Rams, neat. It's all about the Eagles game that next week, and that's the next big test for them. They failed the first one against San Francisco. I don't think a lot of people put any stock into beating the Chargers and Rams. Everybody wants to see how they're going to do with Philadelphia. So the fact that they're kind of in that part of the schedule right now and it's coinciding with this run that the Rangers have had has been great for Dallas. But the Cowboys are going to be fine. I, I, they're a playoff team, and that's kind of what this season was all about is, okay, cool, go to the playoffs. What are you going to do when you get there? Well, apparently you're still not as good as San Francisco. Can you get past Philadelphia? We'll find out in a couple weeks. Well, Matt, man, as always, we we appreciate you joining us. I know it's uh, an exciting time down there, and hopefully uh, for your sake, uh, the Rangers end up taking care of business in the World Series because I feel like you'll be having plenty of celebration going along with uh, everything that you already have going on down there in Dallas. You got that right. Lifelong dream. I've always I've, I've dreamt it since I was a little kid to see this team win a World Series, so let's hope that they can get it done this year. But I appreciate you guys anytime. I appreciate it, Matt. Again, that's Matt McLaren. Of ninety six seven, the ticket down there in Dallas. Appreciate him joining us, and I know that that'll be a great thing for many Rangers fans down there getting to celebrate and a uh, World Series victory. But uh, again, they got to figure out who they're going to play first between the Diamondbacks and, of course, the Phillies. So that'll be uh, happening tonight. So exciting times there. But appreciate Matt joining us for just a few minutes. But we still have to get to Trigger Tuesday because we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about what's bothering us in the world of sports. We'll also uh, read a few of your text messages from the Southern Structural Solutions text line, as well as the Asher Record Live fan feedback. We'll get to that and a lot more here on Out of Bounds, so stay with us. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Sports Center. Yesterday in the Major League Baseball playoffs, the Diamondbacks forced to Game 7, beating the Phillies 5-1. Game 7 will be tonight at 7.07 on TBS. The Rangers punched their ticket to the World Series, beating the Astros 11-4 in Game 7 to win the ALCS. Rangers slugger Adolis Garcia was crucial in Texas making their first trip to the World Series since 2011. He was named ALCS MVP as he had five home runs, seven runs scored, and a postseason record 15 RBIs in a single series. In the final four games of this series, he had a 471 batting average with five home runs and 13 RBIs. Game one of the World Series will be on Friday. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. I know the last three years, people have got accustomed to paying sticker price for a brand new vehicle. Well, it's not that way anymore at Red River Ram. If you're looking for a new Ram truck, we've got heavy-duty four-wheel drive trucks starting at $49.5 or up to $12,000 off sticker price for a Cummins diesel. And we've got $11,000 off Ram 1500 Bighorn four-wheel drive trucks. If you want the best selection and the best buying experience, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Now during Ram Power Days. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. 
just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Saturday, October 28th, make your way down to the Pine Bluff Regional Park for the Sissy's Log Cabin Smoke on the Water Championship presented by Saracen Casino, one of the world's largest barbecue championships. This year's event is highlighted by the onstage tribute to Jimmy Buffett from Bluffett and his Son of a Sailor Band, a show that can't be missed with costumes, props, and conga lights, all the looks and sounds of Margaritaville. Music, barbecue, food trucks, vendors, and games for the kids, it can't be missed. For more information, visit SmokeOnTheWaterBBQ.com. This ad paid for with accommodations, state funds, and Arkansas's Land of Legends Tourism Association funds. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important, and they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. This week's special is stuffed cabbage rolls for only $6.49 per pound with seasoned carrots for $4.49 per pound. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at Hogs Meat Market.com. Hogs Meat Market. The steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Y'all better put him in the Heisman. You better put him up there. I'm tired of him being number three wood. number four. We got that wood right here, baby. Somebody better look at right this the best football player in the country, and his name's not being mentioned. Lou Holtz, Mark May, number five. You better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. On 103.7 The Buzz. Out of bounds here on a Trigger Tuesday, folks, but won't be triggering anybody is the fact that deer season is fast approaching. And when there is no tree in the exact spot to be a good tree stand set, use a ground blind instead because Max Prairie Wings and Stuttgart, they have the ground blind solution for you. The all-new Rhino 180 see-through blind takes ground blind hunting to a whole new level. This unique two-way mesh system prevents the wild game from seeing in while allowing you, of course, the hunter, to see out crystal clear without any obstruction. The Rhino 180 see-through blinds usually start at just $125. And the ever-so-popular Ameristep Brickhouse blind is just $99. It's also nice to know what's going on in your tree stand, right? Especially when you're not in it and you want to see what is happening inside of it. Well, that's also what Max Prairie Wings has for you because the Tacticam Reveal X Pro Trail Camera it's real-time photos right to your cell phone. It sends it to you via text. That's a great deal to have with the Tacticam Reveal X Pro Trail Camera because it's just $149 only at Max Prairie Wings. And these specials are both available online and in stores. So with hunting season just being around the corner, head over to Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart. You can check out all the great things that they have for you to make you have the best hunting experience ever. But you can also shop them online at maxpw.com. That's M-A-C-K-S-P-W.com. Max Brewery Wings, your one-stop shop for all your hunting needs. Happy hunting. Again, it's a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. Appreciate Matt McLaren joining us in the previous segment. So we've been flying through this show. When we talked a little Rangers baseball, saw Lee on our Asher Record Live fan feedback says, I was at Game 6 and 7 in 2011 at St. Louis, and honestly, I felt bad for the Rangers and their fans. <laughs> and I'm sure you did. He said they were confident. They were so confident going into Game 6, as they should have been. No reason they should have lost that game. Cardinals gave them every chance and two extra innings. And then the Josh Hamilton two-run bomb. Some awesome calls from Joe Buck in that game alone on YouTube. hope it is them or the Rangers, because I cannot stand the Phillies and their fans only like them when Cliff Lee and Ryan Howard were a part of their team. Lee, yeah, coming in strong as a Cards fan, so doesn't want to see the Phillies win it, so it's uh, Rangers or Diamondbacks, and Diamondbacks and Phillies play tonight, Game 7, to see who's going to be moving on to the World Series to face the Rangers. Game 7 is always so much fun, but when you got both teams, or I should say both sides, having to play in a Game 7 in order to get to the World Series, it makes it that much more fun, too. So, appreciate that, Lee. We know that uh, on Tuesdays, we always talk about what's bothering us in the world of sports. It's part of Trigger Tuesday, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. I'm angry. 
I'm, I'm spitting angry. I'm like a tornado of anger swirling about. My heart rate is dangerously high right now. Triggered Tuesday, where you let everyone know what's offended you in the world of sports on Out of Bounds. All right, what's triggering us in the world of sports today? I'll go ahead and start because I keep finding this pretty fascinating with the uh, the Michigan story of Stafford's and going to games for opposer opposing teams and stealing signs and doing it at 11 different Big Ten schools. Uh, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, but I wanted to, to bring it back up because the, the more I read into it, it's like, man, yeah, this is a little bit more intense than just a simple, like, oh, go over there and steal the signs. Because uh, the operation includes both video evidence of electronics prohibited by the NCAA to steal the signs and a significant paper trail. It says that the uh, Connor Stallions, who's the staffer, forwarded the tickets that he bought at least to, three from, and le- to at least three different people in different areas of the country, uh, which hints that it was the breadth of the operation for him to be involved. And they also, the NCAA also received video evidence this week of illegal technology being used in scouting tied to purchase uh, tickets by Stallions himself. So it was quite the run-of-the-mill operation, which is pretty insane to think about uh, how it all went down and how much in-depth it was for this whole deal. But I guess what really goes into a whole new level is if you think about the fact that they've done that for, again, allegedly, always allegedly, but they've been doing it for over the past three years. About 30 different games at 11 Big Ten schools over the past three years is what they're looking at. Well, how about this? In the six years, the first six years of Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, they went 49 and 22. 49 and 22. The last three years for Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, and the three years that they allegedly were doing the stealing of signs, he's 33 and 3. Now, does that mean that the only reason that they are 33 and 3 or won 33 games and only lost three is because they were stealing everyone's signs? I don't know, but it certainly is a very interesting correlation and coincidence that certainly having that many wins and being able to up your game over the past three years when all this was going down certainly seems to be intact. You could never beat Ohio State, but suddenly you got a chance to beat them. Uh, you couldn't beat a lot, be consistent with some beating some other Big Ten teams, but found a way to beat them. And the in- most interesting thing is the fact that last year, people bring this up. I'm not saying it's the reason why but people bring it up when they played TCU in the and the college football playoff they got beat by TCU that doesn't make sense right some a lot of people were already writing TCU off especially the way they got beat by Georgia but some people are saying of course Michigan got beat because they didn't know who they were going to play they couldn't advance scout any of the TCU games and so they ended up losing because of it so I don't know if that's directly the case but it is quite the coincidence but the point is is what triggers me about this whole thing is I've always been someone who felt like with the NCAA and how they crack down on things, it's like, hey, yeah, there's certain things that are dumb that they're in the rules. There's certain things that's dumb that's not that big of a deal. But at the end of the day, if you win a championship, if you have high success, you're going to celebrate it no matter what if it comes to, you know, buying players way back when or whatever it may be. But this is the thing that really kind of shakes the game because it impacts other teams too. And it impacts uh, you going up against them and kind of giving you a very over-the-top competitive advantage. When I first heard the story, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but now that I've read a lot more into it, it's a major problem. So if it comes out to be true, which it certainly seems like there's a lot of evidence about it, uh, that's a a huge issue for Michigan. It's a huge issue for Harbaugh and the entire staff, and it's a major problem. You should have just gone out there and tried to beat them the way that they've beaten you, but to take it to this level and to have this big of an operation – it's just really disappointing. So can't wait to see what the punishment is here in 15 years because that's about how slow the NCAA will move on this punishment, but still kind of a shameful thing for Michigan. What triggers me is the criticism of Brock Purdy now that they've lost two games in a row, the Niners have, and the first two losses for him as a starter when he's finished the game. Lost to the Browns two weeks ago, 19-17. Brock Purdy had that team in position to kick a game-winning field goal. They missed the field goal. There was another field goal missed in the game last night against the Vikings. They lost that one 22-17. They went into the game with 10 touchdowns, one interception, which was by far leading the league in the NFL with touchdown-interception ratio. But he threw two picks in last night's game. And now the questions begin already. Is Brock Purdy the guy? Is he really the quarterback that is right for the San Francisco 49ers. Yes, he is. He has been all this time, and 
because of back-to-back losses, that doesn't mean that he's not the quarterback that they need for the Niners. They have injuries in other areas, and that's always going to be something that's going to be a factor in teams winning and losing games. Now, you know, all of a sudden, everybody wants to jump off and say that he's not the guy. Stephen A. Smith went so far as to say he's losing confidence in him or lost confidence in him. Jerry Jones, now, he was Hmm. asked about him, but Jerry Jones went as far to say that you can see that if a team steps up and plays like Minnesota and their quarterback did, they can be had, as in the 49ers. Well, Jerry, the Cowboys couldn't beat the 49ers, didn't even come close to them. So, of course, he was asked about it, but he shouldn't be making comments saying that the 49ers can be had. (laughs) You need to worry about the Cowboys making the 49ers the team to be had, and so far that hasn't happened. Knew that the uh, power rankings were going to be interesting today, but your top five NFL power rankings, the Niners still come in at number three, but coming in at five is the Dolphins, Ravens, four, Niners three, Eagles two, Kansas City Chiefs back at one. So the Niners dropped back a couple of spots after losing back-to-back games. They didn't drop last week, but after losing that second game, they go from one to three. So new top five would be interesting with the Niners, but they're still one of the top teams in the NFL. Another thing that real quick uh, triggered me was last night in the Manning cast, not this clip itself, but just uh, to give context, Aaron Rodgers was on the Manning cast and uh, talked about his potential return. Hayden and I, you know, we have literally never broken a single story in the history of this show. So would you help us out and mind telling us which week are you returning this season? That would really help us out. (laughs) Breaking news right here. Come on. Yeah. Give it to us. Anything for you, Eli. I know you put a lot of work into this. Seems like you only talked to to one guy during the week. Peyton's out there grinding. You know, he's getting conversation and imploring his kids to, you know, do some dictation for him. But uh, anything for you, buddy. Um, Listen, I'd love to come back this season. Uh, That's, I think... Uh, you were fortunate. I don't know if you missed a damn game. You know, you you were you had incredible uh, ability to to stay healthy, Peyton. I think you only had the one you know season where you had your neck thing. But I've had a couple of injuries over the years, and uh, I think for me, you always have to set a goal. Otherwise, you go kind of crazy. And and so the goal is to definitely come back. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but um, I got to you know get to a point where I can protect myself and, and do what I do. But you know, to me, throwing on the field was just a way to feel normal. You know, when you're away from the team and you're separated uh, beyond the injured reserve list, anything you can do to make it feel like you're kind of a part of it, whether that's zooming into a meeting or conversation before the game or Holding little details, you know, knowing you went against this coordinator and you, and you remember some of the things you like. Uh, for me, it was just kind of getting back out there and messing around in the pre-pre-game warm-ups. I mean, I have to be able to walk out there without crutches and, and uh, throw a ball around a little bit. So that, that gave me a jolt. And, you know, just just uh, having the mindset with my rehab every day to, to hopefully come back at some point. So nothing was wrong with that comment, but of course a lot of people like to take it because they either don't like Aaron Rodgers or they just want to make something out of it and basically kind of alluding to the fact of like, oh, he's undermining his doctors. He's he's uh, going against what the, the medical professionals have to say and, uh, you know, he's going to end up hurting himself and the team more. He's a selfish person and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, listen, it's just some of that stuff – like, you can say what you want about Aaron Rodgers and everything, but my goodness, the guy is doing what he can to get back, and it's it's from if the Jets say he's okay and if the doctors say okay and if he does come back, great. But if not, then that's his thing. Like, that's that's just the way it is. But the people that is always act like because, oh, Aaron Rodgers is saying this stuff, he's a bad person or a terrible person because he's ignoring the med- medical professionals, I don't see it that way at all. I'm sure he is in constant conversation with those medical professionals and I didn't see anything wrong with what he said last night. But that's Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. We'll take our final break. When we come back, we'll get to three and out, close up shop, and get you ready for Drive Time Sports. It's all coming up next. Unless you've been living under a rock. You've heard of the current turmoil in the auto industry. Rising used car prices and declining new car inventory is clearly a real possibility. But this month, Watney Chevrolet strikes back with 0% on 2023 Silverados. Call 501-982-2102. Watney Chevrolet in Jacksonville anticipated today's car climate months ago by ordering extra new inventory and assembling a fleet of quality used cars. 
Call 501-982-2102. Trade now because prices could soon be headed in the wrong direction. Plus, get the relief of no payments until after New Year's. Watney Chevrolet will get you right before the storm on the horizon. Watney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Have you been denied a new roof by your insurance company after storm damage? You won't be denied at Shamrock Roofing. Give us a call or visit us at shamrockroofer.com. Right now, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you automatically qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. At Southern Floor Coating, coatings are all they do, and they won't be beat on price. Factory-trained installers using the purest form of polyurea with UV stability for all your outside projects. When you call, you'll talk with a professional interested in your project, not a voicemail. Don't trust a fly-by-night company that may not be in business next year. Transform your patio, porch, or pool deck and call the real pros at Southern Floor Coating. 501-402-4912 or take a look at southernfloorcoating.com. For breakfast, you want something simple and tasty like the... Uh, wait, Taco Bell's finally putting a breakfast taco on the menu? They've had all the ingredients. Fluffy eggs, melty cheese, savory sausage, and a grilled tortilla. Just put them in a taco. Nothing simpler and more tasty than a breakfast taco. Yeah, you've got a point. Okay, grab Taco Bell's all-new toasted breakfast taco. And rewards members get one free every Tuesday till October 31st, only on the app. Free breakfast taco? Now you're talking. Taco Bell breakfast, served until 11 a.m. Offer valid at participating Taco Bell stores during breakfast hours while supplies last. Simply Safe was named the best home security of 2023 by U.S. News and World Report. But we don't do what we do for the accolades. We do it to protect you and everything you love. Our advanced sensors and HD cameras are powered by 24-7 professional monitoring for fast emergency response. Visit simplysafe.com slash radio to get 45% off any new system today. Advanced home security, 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There's no safe like Simply Safe. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has... Gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the Crock-Pot this morning? (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See Gary Elmore in Lone Oak, Justin Stewart in Malvern, or Drew Self in Hot Springs. Tap Time with Bryce Knoll and Scott Parton, presented by New Province Brewing, returns this Thursday at 7. Tap Time is Little Rock's premier radio show for beer lovers by beer lovers. Tap Time, Thursday from 7 to 8 on 103.7 The Buzz, live from the Edwards Food Giant Studios. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. And I meant to mention this when it came to the Michigan spy, as they like to be called, Connor Stallions. Uh, but one of the uh, part of the investigation was that uh, they were Venmoing, or he was Venmoing, uh, a lot of different people for a T-shirt, as in, like, a lot of people Venmoing for T-shirts, 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 or uh, large T-shirts, or this type of T-shirts, which apparently came out to be certain codes for certain teams and whatnot, but the one that everyone's freaking out about 
was out on December 30th, 2022. Uh, he was D. Uh, he was Venmoed uh, a thing that simply said GA. That's all it said was GA was the caption. Well, why is that significant? Well, because Ohio State and Georgia played each other that day, and people were saying, "Oh." It's Georgia and the scouting report that they had. Didn't matter because they ended up not playing them, but still, just a little bit more in-depth of how big of the operation it was. And I kind of hope it's true because if so, kudos to them for creativity, but you can't cheat like that. You can't be doing that stuff, so you'll probably get punished. Bob Melvin is leaving the Padres after two seasons, and he's leaving for a division rival in the San Francisco Giants. Now, these two teams in the NL West were only separated by three games. Padres were 82-80. and 80 and Giants were 79-83. So uh, they're already close within the division, but the Padres had expectations because of making the playoffs in the previous season. They fell short this season, and it looked like with all the talent they brought in that they were just going to continue to build on it. But now they lose their manager to an in-state and division rival in the Giants. So Bob Melvin going to the Giants from the Padres. It's kind of a sad story with this one, but uh, Maryland football head coach Michael Loxley uh, said that his assistant coach, Kevin Sumlin, which a lot of you remember Kevin Sumlin, the head coach of Texas A&M, uh, is not, the team, not with the team this week following his arrest in Florida over the weekend for a charge of driving under the influence. Uh, he said that uh, it was uh, addressed as a matter this weekly in, in his conference, in his teleconference, but he says when asked if someone is to face any discipline he said of course but not going into detail he says quote it's we're aware of the charges it's disappointing as coaches we have to set the example and model the behavior from what we want as players and we take it very seriously but at the same time i will also say he's part of our football family and we're here to support kevin now what's uh, sad about this is not only seeing that but knowing that uh, the history of kevin someone and how he's uh, kind of had a, a little bit uh, of an issue of uh, drinking a lot and partying up a lot and uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that until it starts to overtake things. If you saw that Johnny Manziel's uh, documentary or 30 for 30 or whatever you want to put it on uh, Netflix, they uh, alluded to the fact that everybody, all the coaches were having a good time and everything. So just a sad thing to where it, it continues on, but hopefully he gets the help that he needs. But once again, uh, got arrested for driving under the influence down in Florida. World Series schedule is set and it begins Friday, October 27th. And uh, it's pretty good schedule when it comes to World Series because there's not a lot of downtime. So they play games one and two on Friday and Saturday, and only one day off in between. They start on Monday, and of course the Rangers would be on the road starting then. Games three through five, and game five if necessary, would be either with the Diamondbacks or Phillies. And then there's another just one day off in between Wednesday, November 1st, and Friday, November 3rd, if uh, if necessary at the time, but... The uh, last two games of the World Series, games six and seven, would be November 3rd and 4th, Friday and Saturday. So you're talking about from one Friday till the next Saturday, if it goes seven games, the World Series will be complete. That is awesome. Also, uh, was uh, equally awesome was uh, The Rock, which he had a funny post on Instagram, uh, because in, they're in the Grevin Museum in Paris, France. They put up a wax statue of him. And, you know, wax statues are... Always kind of nice, but as we also know with statues, it, you got to make them right. You got to make them look good, and apparently that wasn't the case because uh, he, uh, The Rock says in his Instagram post, he says, I knew my boy James Jefferson had this rock wax statue and his roasting crosshairs. Is this how you felt when you lost The Little Mermaid? Uh, the Rock says, I legit belly laughed hard at this, but for the record, I'm going to have my team reach out to the friends there so we can work on updating my wax statue, so important details and improvements starting with my skin color. So it's kind of hard to see, but the, the skin color was a little lighter than uh, what the rock skin color is. And if you want to have a good reference point, he the joke going around on social media is that he looks like Johnny Sins, uh, a very famous adult actor. So uh, not exactly the thing that you wanted to see. They got everything else right, but maybe uh, try to get the skin tone a little bit closer. Bud Light and UFC are back in business. They have a record sponsorship deal for Bud Light. Now, they were in business for the majority of the time from the beginning of the UFC until 2017, and then UFC signed with Modelo. But uh, now that they're back in business, there was a statement released from UFC where it says Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light were UFC's original beer sponsors for more than 15 years, and that came from Dana White. He says, I'm proud to announce that we're back in business together 
I'm looking forward to all the incredible things we're going to do in years ahead. Bud Light is going to be prominent in branding in the octagon, but also across broadcast and social media for UFC. So I do enjoy video games, and a lot of people do enjoy video games, especially sports video games. I will say, though, that I've uh, never really played much of the UFC video games, but it's just amazing to see the graphics and the development and the evolution of uh, how realistic some of the games will be. But so much so, but it's pretty crazy in the uh, UFC 5 fighting game, which is the newest one. One of the features you can have as you're entering into the octagon, of course, with your posse or your entourage, whatever you want to call it, you can uh, have Hasbulla join. And for those who don't know who Hasbulla, uh, you can just look him up. But it's quite funny to see him in the video game. He's not a fighter or anything, but he's just out there hanging out and... It's kind of cool to see, especially since they had their meeting with Dana White just a year ago, or roughly a year ago, but a pretty funny moment to see him in a video game. Walmart is going to offer lower Thanksgiving dinner prices. Walmart said in a statement that they want to remove inflation from Thanksgiving dinner by lowering the prices on customers' favorite brands. Food items will be offered at lower, lower costs compared to last year, and these reduce costs are going to go until December 26th, the day after Christmas. There's a list going around on social media that was put together and voted on by many women of a place that they refuse to go on a first date to. And uh, they compiled the list. And just to name a few of these places, uh, Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, The Movies, Your House, Any Fast Food Chain, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop, Red Lobster, Any Sort of Buffet, The Gym, Starbucks, and they just the list goes on and on, and I'm like, man, people want to know why it's so difficult sometimes for guys to be able to ask women out on dates. It's like if your guys are putting this thing on, I'm not saying that everybody wants to head over uh, to the you know, the local Chili's or anything, but crying out loud, maybe just enjoy the date for what it is instead of at the location it's actually at. But I mean, that's just the kind of world that we live in right now. Michigan man has been sentenced to prison for fraud and theft on food mixers from Target. Now, uh, they cost $500 per unit, and it was stolen in excess of $20,000. So he's been sentenced to 128 days incarceration and two years probation for organized retail fraud. Also, uh, we talked about Michigan and all the craziness they have going on with their football team, but the University of Michigan at least is applying for liquor licenses to potentially sell alcohol at the Michigan Stadium. And for anybody out there that has a major college, especially a major university, if you don't have a liquor license, if you're not selling booze at your stadium, you are literally missing out on millions of dollars because so many other people are doing it. I'm still surprised to see that there are some people that still are not doing this. Appreciate everybody listening at Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. Drive Time Sports coming up next. Hey, folks. Trey Johnson here with H.J. Trailer Sales in Hot Springs. And I want to thank all our customers for making H.J. Trailer Sales the number one trailer and truck bed dealer in the state of Arkansas. With fall almost here and everyone heading to the woods, I want to let you know that we're here to keep your trailers on the road with a great repair shop. So come see us at H.J. Trailer Sales where we make you the priority and where you will also find that we keep our word. We're family-owned and operated. Check us out at hjtrailersales.com or 